Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haddad and Robbie Falk live with you. I'm from Starkville, Robbie from Omaha. Thank you for tuning in at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. We appreciate all of our great listeners, especially our servicemen who are out there taking care of us. want to thank our sponsors at Strange Brew Coffee House and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Would not suggest drinking Strange Brew tonight. Most of you don't need any caffeine. you probably got the heart rate going enough. In the morning, though, you're going to crash hard when it happens. So in the morning, head to Strange Brew if you're here in Starkville. Head to Brupolo if you are in Tupelo. You're going to need it to get through this day. And if you if you haven't, you know, if you don't live in Starkville, you don't live in Tupelo, and you haven't made arrangements to have Strange Brew products shipped to your home, you got no one to blame but yourself for this one. So just try to get through the day as best you can. You won't get through it as well as we will here in Starkville and Tupelo with Strange Brew coffee house college corner you saw me tweet it right after the game they've got new shirts in they are stocked and loaded with great college world series merchandise and you're going to need it because mississippi state's going to be up in omaha a little bit longer so head over to collegecornerstore.com put cws in the search bar and get a look at all the great msu merchandise you can buy at collegecornerstore.com humble taco man that i bet the roof blew off of humble taco when Tanner Allen put bat to ball in the eighth inning. And that place will be hopping again Friday night. You don't want to miss it. Make sure you head over there, enjoy some great new Mexican classics, and enjoy a ice-cold margarita that's on tap, or maybe a local beer, or you know what? A sweet tea, if that's the way you want to roll. It doesn't matter what you get to drink, because what you get to eat is going to be delicious every time. At Starville's newest and best Mexican restaurant, that's Humble Taco on University Drive. Hey, Robbie! Oh, hey, Brian. What's you all right? On? Yeah, what's, uh, what do you want to talk about? Uh, well, you know, Ben Howland's having a – he had a hell of an offseason. They started practice and uh, – Is there a – was there like a, a decommitment or commitment or anything? Can we do the – Not that I saw. Not that I saw, but we can just go into like some future guys. But you know what? Why don't we talk a little baseball? And one of the greatest comeback wins in Mississippi State history is what I would be willing to say – a game where Mississippi State was dead and buried and much like The Undertaker, rose again to take a 6-5 to five win over Virginia. Correct me if I'm wrong, Robbie. And I, I, didn't State beat Virginia 6-5 to five in that Super Regional game 2013? You might be right. I haven't looked back at that. I, I, I forget. So going into that ball game – or going into that second day, you know, they had like a, a rain out that night and State was up by maybe three runs, three or four runs. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what the score was, though. I just remember at the time how just infuriating it was that it was like the eighth inning and they couldn't finish that night and everybody had to wait till the next day for that game to be finished. But it was a yeah. one game, I know, because they had the time run at third base and the ground ball was hit to Alex Detz and they won the game. And I just remember – how crazy it was six to five there you go that's that's that, that's a Incredible. hell of a coincidence um i tell you what man i i can't imagine there is any dugout this season any team any player that has to be as ticked as that virginia group to have done what they did for the first seven innings mm-hmm. and then that happens i mean it that was the that game was the definition of that's baseball. Yeah. In every facet. 
We, we, I mean, we, 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 we look at this, the, the Griff McGarry guy, 0-5 on the year, a 6.06 earned run average. Everybody knew the book on him. He was a little bit wild. Not a little bit. He was a lot wild. He had 40 walks and 35 innings. But he had some real stuff. Upper 90s fastball, could touch 100, really good breaking ball. Uh, a guy that was Eric Sarantola, but a little more success. And he has just found a way to put it together late in the season. And he pitched another gym, had seven innings the last game he pitched, two hits shut out. He had a no hitter going into this ball, into this eighth inning, and state just found a way to just start getting things going. I thought that walk by Scotty DeBrule was so big. Yeah. But I mean, dude just pitched the game of his life, and he's walking off the field tonight with a loss. I mean, it was. We, we always talk in football about, you know, the tale of two halves. And obviously, you know, when we talk about things turning around in the seventh or in the eighth, it's not really, it's not really a half. But that's what it felt like. It felt like it was two different games almost. The first yep. seven innings was complete and total domination by Virginia. State didn't have a hit. And I know we'll talk about Christian McLeod, and he did not pitch well. But State could have thrown, you know, Cy Young out there tonight, and it wouldn't have mattered because they couldn't get a hit. And then all of a sudden, it just completely got away from Virginia. It completely flipped over to Mississippi State. Like you mentioned, DeBrule, that was a huge – getting on – just getting the leadoff guy on. They hadn't done it all night. And then for Kellum Clark in a huge spot, the freshman, to do what he did. And then – and this is – I want to talk a little bit about more in detail about this, but the first of all uh, – or one of the many great – moves by Chris Lamonis to just, you know, I, I know you're, you're thinking, you know, Lane Forsythe for Josh Hatcher is not much of a trade-off, but it was. Yep. And Hatcher makes the hustle play. Then Rowdy Jordan uh, makes the big play. And, you know, talk, then you catch a break. You catch a break because it looked like they're going to get somebody caught in the run down there when, when there was the, the miscommunication at third base, but you don't. And it just sets the stage for the guy who's just been doing it all year. And it's it's a script that you, you feel like you can't write, but it's a script we feel like we've seen a few times before this year. This has been a year of comebacks for, for, for Mississippi State baseball. Robbie, tonight was easily the craziest one, though. One of the craziest ones I've ever seen. And I talked to Chris Lamont in his postgame about this. This team, we, we say it over and over again, they're, they are not perfect. They are not great at one thing. I can't point at a single thing and say, this team is great at this, except for maybe closing out ball games. When, when, when they had the lead in the – I'll go even go to the seventh inning. If they got the lead in the seventh inning, I feel like almost every time they're going to close this thing out. Mm-hmm. And especially when Landon Sims comes in the lead, it's over. Um, that would be the one thing that I can look at and say, this team is, is great at this. Other than that, the only other thing they're great at is just finding a way to win. And, you know, he, he talked about it, how this team just takes a punch, and that's, that's one thing that they do. They just take a punch, and it doesn't bother them. I mean, they go down four to nothing in this ball game with one out in the second inning. You get an inning and a third from Christian McLeod. How many teams can bounce back from that? You know, how many teams have the bullpen depth exactly. to not allow another run? And until the until the uh, the eighth, you know, and this bullpen is they haven't been reliable all year, but it just seems like 
a lot of times, more often than not, when you need them to just shut things down and just find ways to to limit damage and things like that, they do it. it things just don't overwhelm them in big time games, and that's what they got tonight. They, Brian, I don't know if you saw this. They they tied a record for most pitchers thrown in a game in the mm-hmm. College World Series. Mm-hmm. They threw eight guys, and it was just it was a masterpiece by the staff of planning this out. And I don't know if they planned it this way, but to just to just find a way to get the innings and get the right guys in there was just incredible to me. They throw Preston Johnson two innings. He got out of a bases loaded jam, which I thought was huge to limit that thing to four to nothing in the second inning. Chase Patrick might have had the pitch of the game getting the double play uh, with runners at the corners. And, you know, when he comes in, a lot of people are like, why is he coming in there? For that very reason, threw a pitch, got a ground ball and a double play. Parker Stinnett, uh, again, another scoreless outing for him in an inning and a third. Cam Tuller was in a tough situation, had runners on base, got two pop-outs. How about Cade Smith? This this guy is going to be yes. really good. Threw a scoreless inning, walked the guy, struck another one out. Um, you know, Stone Simmons got barreled up pretty good, but uh, he did get two big outs, and then Landon Sims was able to, to get out of that. But – Man, it's just uh, they weren't overwhelming on the mound, but this offense looked like it was going to be unstoppable today in those first two innings, and they just never let the game get out of hand. They had 10 hits before you could blink, and State just found ways to put zeros up there, and you just kept saying, well, eventually you got to think they're going to come through here. You know, you were hoping for some kind of rain delay to try to get uh, McGarry out of the ball game, but – Ultimately, I thought the the walk by Scotty DeBrule on, I think, a nine-pitch at bat mm-hmm. was the difference. It, it got him a little rocky. It, it, it got him off balance because he had just been in a rocking chair out there. And then Kellen Clark, I thought this was a great matchup for him because of that fastball, and he scalded one to short to the second baseman in his uh, second at bat. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, he got up there and hit the big home run, and it was game on then, man, instead yeah. of just – State, it just steamrolled from there. The crowd got into it. You got Brandon Walker pulling his jersey off. I mean, it was nuts. <laughs> the rally yeah. walker. Absolutely. So, um, this is, this feels like a, an odd question, but I think it's a legitimate one. And I, it may be the case, regardless of how this goes the rest of the way. Is Tanner Allen's home run, is that the greatest home run in MSU history now? Man, it's it's is up that there. ahead of McNamee it, and Burke Masters and I I got to put it ahead of of anything McNamee did just because of the where it it's was. in the College World Series and I think I think you have to put it ahead of Masters because people continue to forget that that was just a game that was just to set up another game yeah it was just it was just it, it was very similar to McNamee's uh, that just kept Mississippi State season alive this is in the College World Series this is on yeah. the biggest stage this gets you to Friday, and now Mississippi State set up perfectly. You needed, you had to win this game. This was Mississippi State, in my opinion, this is Mississippi State's only chance to win a national championship is to win the first two games and get to Friday. And Tanner Allen did it. And there was no doubt in my mind he was going to come through right there, by the way. 0 for 6, I think, in the first two games. Mm-hmm. But you just know. You, you yeah, just you know. You can't, yeah. In that moment, he is going to do it, and he did it. 1-0 pitch, 
against a guy that has pitched as well as anybody in the postseason right now and Stephen Shock. And it was just uh, – I mean, you just knew. You just knew he was going to come through, whether it be a base hit, home run, whatever, and it, he came through huge. Let's talk about Chris Limonis and the job he did tonight. Um, again, you start talking about the pitching and the way that worked. And it – I don't know M- – McLeod was – I don't know how off he was. It almost looked like Virginia knew what pitches were coming at times. They, they, they. I mean, there's being there's being locked in at the plate, but it, it felt like they were just waiting on certain pitches. It was. It re- give them credit; their scouting report or whatever was really, really good. After that, you know, they they state did a good job of keeping keeping them off balance, and then the, the decisions to you know, to make bring in Hatcher to bring in Tanner. Think about pinch running for Hancock there. Does Tan- yeah. does 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 Hancock score on that base hit by DeBrule from second? I, I don't know. Might have it would have been close because it, you know, it was hit to the left side and they were playing kind of shallow. I think right. it would have been very. But close. But Tanner Leggett coming in there—that was a difference. Lamonis, he just has a knack for making these in-game decisions. I, I'm willing to say that regardless of what happens the rest of the way, the, the guy is an elite coach. He is one of the best coaches in college baseball. They're just he's just a lot of questions he, about that. He's just so good. I mean, you went from an extre- one extreme to, to him when you had a guy like uh, Andy Canizero that was just like an energy guy that was, was, you know, kind of a player's coach. And then you get Lamonis, who everybody thought coming in is, you know, kind of like, who is this guy? He seems kind of dull sometimes. But, man, can he manage a game and push the right buttons. I mean, people have – have uh, I, I think they've they've seen things in the wrong light this season with him at times. Mm-hmm. They've failed to see just how many buttons he pushes that's, that's right, and they kind of highlight a few things that don't go right, and they've made that out to be Chris Lamonis' thing. His thing's pushing the right buttons. We've seen it in two years now. Uh, the state's gotten the College World Series. I don't remember hardly any any of his mistakes – in 2019, I thought everything he did was was the right call, and this year it just seems like he's getting the he's getting the right call because this hasn't been an easy team to coach, man. I mean, you're talking about a bunch of guys that have not played SEC baseball and have played it at a high level this year. And that for, for all the talk about Tanner Allen and Rowdy Jordan and those guys, most of this team has just not been here. And you know, you're having to manage a roster with all these pitchers. I think he and Scott Foxhall have done an amazing job this year, and this might be one of the best jobs that they've done all season long, and it just happened to be on the biggest stage. I, you know, they got some more work to do here. they got more work to do here in the next week, week or so, but, man, they have done an incredible job. This has easily been his best coaching job so far. We've got a lot more to talk about, but let's just go ahead and, and move on into that, and that's brought to you by our good friends over at Welcome Home Beef. Guys, Friday night, if you aren't grilling a welcome home beef steak while watching this game, man, I don't know what to tell you. Mississippi State's playing some of its best baseball. You need to enjoy the best beef you can, and that's at Welcome Home Beef. Call them today, 662-268-8148. Go online, welcomehomebeef.com, or just drop by the store and pick up a ribeye, a filet, a strip, and put it on the grill this weekend with Welcome Home Beef. You will not regret it. Welcome Home Beef. It just tastes good. 
Two brothers. That's another. I can't imagine what two brothers was like during the uh, the eighth inning tonight. And if it, you thought it was it was good tonight, Friday is going to be ten times better uh, with Mississippi State playing to go to the national championship series. So definitely head over to Two Brothers if you're in Starkville this weekend. Grab a table, plenty of big screens in there to watch the game and enjoy some fantastic smoked Southern soul food. You just can't beat it. It's at Two Brothers smoked meats in the heart of the Cotton District. Advantage Business System says this, it's time to get taken care of. 50 years they've been doing it here in this state. You don't stay in business that long without doing things right by your customers. And what's right by you is this, a inventory of products that you need to keep your business running at a high level and backed up with incredible customer service. Mississippi first, that's the slogan at Advantage Business Systems. They take care of their neighbors. They've been working in this state for th- such a long time. They work with Mississippi State University. They work with Octibital Hall County Hospital. They know the people that you know, and that's how they want to be on your side. So call them today and find out how they can help you out. 601-362-9192 or visit them online at absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems will help your business do business. We can't help, but we have to talk a little negative with McLeod. What, what, it, it's incredible that State has basically, you look, you know, the second to last week of the season, or I guess even the last week, and you had, uh, you know, you had McLeod, Bednar, and, and Fristo. And now you feel like all you've got left from that is, is Bednar. Hell Harding has found his way in. What, what's happened with Christian McLeod? Can they go back to him? In, in this World Series if they make it to the National Championship Series? I mean, you almost have to because I don't know what other choice you have. I mean, and, and, and let's be honest, I mean, you don't really know what you're going to get because he has had some really good outings yeah. this season. So it's kind of like a flip of the coin, and you just have to have guys ready if he has a bad start. But I just think it's, it's kind of a confidence issue with him uh, some, and I think – you know, sometimes it feels like the moment can get a little too big for him. I think tonight the moment was a little too big for him. He couldn't locate his curveball. Well, I mean, ball. if that's the case, then. Well, what, do you, what else are you going to do? I mean, I don't, that's, that's my question. I don't know what else you can do. I, I mean, they found ways. I mean, look at all of his starts. Somehow they found ways to win most of them. I don't know how. Uh, because he's had some rough starts where he started, you know, really bad. And State's just found ways to piece together these games, and the offense just finds a way. But, you know, you got to have him step up here if you want to win a national title, I think. Uh, you know, you feel like Bedner's locked in at this point. I feel confident in, in Bedner, and I feel oh, really yeah. confident in Houston Harding. So, I, you know, you, you got to throw him, but you just don't feel confident right now behind him. I mean, they, they they had three guys run to the bullpen in the first inning before he even threw a pitch. So, I think the big thing, Brian, to me, it, you will know if he's going to have success very early in the game. In the first yes, inning, you will, you will know if he's going to have success. If his curveball is falling in for strikes, if he's able to locate the curveball and locate the fastball, and he's, he's throwing that curveball for strikes, for called strikes, he's going to be in good shape. He was not doing that in this ball game. He couldn't find his curveball. I don't, I don't know what was going on there, but he never landed a, a good curveball. And then the fastball was wild. He was grooving some pitches in there that they were just smashing, hammering. I mean, I, I don't know, I don't know what the issue was there, but he just didn't have it. And you know, early if he has it or if he doesn't. 
you just hope to God that if you get to the national championship series, he has it for one game. All you need is one game from him to get you five or six innings and, and keep the game manageable for the rest of the bullpen. And when you think about, you know, key guys tonight, how key was Preston Johnson? Because like you mentioned, never mind getting out of that jam. This is a guy who's you basically come in for an inning at a time. You had He had to give State multiple innings tonight, and he did that. I thought his performance was a big part of why MSU was able to win. Very big. Entered with, let's see, he had a runner. I think there was a runner on second base, maybe. Or so. I can't remember what it was, but he gave up a hit, and then he gave up a walk or hit batsman. So he had bases loaded with one out. And that's the moment where you say you just have to find a way to, to, keep, to only give up a run here, and it's 5 nothing. You might can manage 5 nothing. Well, he came back and struck out the next two batters, and I thought that was just humongous to get out of that jam and kind of get some new life. And I know they didn't back anything up there with the offense, but it just seemed like from there the bullpen found out that, hey, we can get out of innings. We can, you know, we can manage this ball game. And Virginia was on the bases most of the rest of the ball game. There wasn't very many three-up, three-down innings. Might have been one three-up, three-down inning. But I thought Preston Johnson coming out there and setting the tone for the rest of the bullpen was huge. And he didn't throw a lot of pitches. He'll easily be able to come back Friday. State should have it all hands on deck Friday. I think Landon Sims could could get an inning. You'd like to, to not have to use him so he can really be fresh the rest of the way. But everybody should be ready to roll. And then you got to think that if it goes wrong Friday that it's going to be Will Bednar on Saturday, right? Yeah, I mean you gotta you you have to win you that have to, to keep win. the season alive. That is that's that's worst case scenario for Mississippi State. Best case is you win that ball game and then you're set up for your rotation to roll again yeah. uh, for national championship series. I mean, it, it, it just seems like it just seems like State has done everything possible to not fall apart this season. There's been opportunities where things could go can go south in a hurry. Mm-hmm. But they've just made like the if they would have gone to a to another game in the regional, what would they have done? Right. Uh, they'd used up their pitchers. I don't know what they would have done in that final game. Uh, it just seems like everything you know, Hootie getting getting them five innings or whatever it was in the super regional. It just seems like everything has has gone um, just just good enough for Mississippi State to get to this point and. It's hard for me to believe it won't happen again on Friday. That's one reason to really believe in this team is there have been these kind of moments, right, where it could have gone wrong, but it didn't. They've been sort of they, – they've had some luck this year at yeah. times, you know. I mean and, – and look, that's part of the game. You can't win without some luck every now and then. Every so often the breaks have to go your way. They always I go against you. See, I don't want to see a single person saying, oh, we're fortunate, we better be happy. No. That's how baseball works. Yeah. Virginia had every opportunity to stop that from happening in that eighth inning, and they didn't do it. Put yeah. Tanner Allen on first base. If you don't yes. want that to happen, put we Tanner didn't talk Allen about on first that base. either. Well, how do you walk, not walk him there? That was insane. I, I couldn't believe it. I, I'm, I'm taking my chances with Cam James right there. It's like if, some, it's like if somebody was pitching to Tim Elko right there. Well, you deserve every bit of criticism that comes your way if you lose that. No, Mississippi State was not fortunate. Mississippi State went and grabbed the game and won it. 
And that's what they've done all year long. At some point, it's not luck. It's just what this team does. It's kind of the opposite of what happened a few years back in the Governor's Cup where they did intentionally walk Mangum uh, and put him on, even though he was the go-ahead run, to, to, uh, to pitch to, I think that's to Luke Alexander. I guess sort of a damned if you do, damned if you don't kind of thing. But, yeah, I mean – Well, Brian O'Connor was asked about this post game, and his response was, you want to make him earn it. I'm the exact opposite there. I don't want him to earn it. I don't yeah. – I'm not throwing him the ball. Let Cam James earn it. Yeah, that's the that's probably the last person in this College World Series that needs to get a pitch to hit. Yeah, with two runners in scoring position in a four to two ball game. And even Eduardo Perez, who you know we like to give a lot of grief to, but right before the pitch, he's saying, "Don't give him anything to hit," and instead he gets a ball that's basically right over the middle of the plate. Literally, as the pitch is literally as the pitch is leaving his hand, he's saying, "Don't give him anything to hit here." And boom, and, and exactly what he did. So, <laughs> I was I, Brandon gave. I think Brandon Walker gave Stephen Shock some kind of bad juju. You know, he, like, have, he went interviewed him yesterday. Yeah. Well, then you uh, have Mississippi State is the only team that can survive the curse of Ben Mintz. That's right. That was ben hilarious, picked, by the way. picked State <laughs> in every game. And, he, and, and that's the only team that's been able to win. And he even came in and he tweeted that they, that they were bringing that guy Shock in to close it out. He tweeted that. And how did it go? Unreal. It, it didn't go that way. So That guy has been a godsend for Mississippi State. Who, who would have known Yancey Porter and Ben Mintz would be the guardian angels for Mississippi State baseball. Just keep talking. I, I don't know if you saw, but Yancey has attempted the reverse jinx. No, 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 no. I need, I need you to keep the same energy all year long. Oh uh, no, no, no! I, I don't yeah, want to worry about that. me. I know no, it's I'm all. Talking about, I'm talking about him. Oh well, I, I don't want to. I don't want to see any. I don't want to see any congrats. I don't want to see any. Um, uh, I'm sorry, I was wrong. No, I, I need to see the same energy. Well, From the start of the season to now, these little guys—the little guys—came out and hit two home runs today. Just they just poked it over the fence. He—he's—he's he's tapping out. He's trying to get it. He's trying to get out of this. It's too late now. <laughs> it's too late to pray now. All right. So you got the next two days off to enjoy yourself at Omaha. You can go to the zoo. Uh, you can check out some of the local uh, museums. You got a—you got a whole—you got a whole. You know, we'll do whatever you want. World is your oyster. Tomorrow, I want a three-hour rumblings. Well, we need to get some questions in because we don't have a whole ton of them. I think, sure people guys... just, I think people missed it. I think people missed my tweet. Well, I tweeted I, it. I tweeted I, I it. Told like you, rat, everybody's like locked in on the game tonight. They're not worried about sending you and me questions. Yeah, so. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to retweet that. Well, we have uh, we have like 30, 30 something questions, but All right. we'll, I mean, just you know, we'll figure it out. And uh, if you want to send out another tweet, though, feel free. And uh, we will answer your questions on our Thursday podcast. And then Friday, uh, let's see here. What time will, will Texas play uh, Virginia? Do you know? Um, it's going to be 6 o'clock, right? I think everything's at 6 o'clock now. I hate to do another – I really don't want to do another evening podcast on Thursday. But, you know, I feel like we need to wait and find out who they're playing too. So, I don't know. Yeah. Um, um, you know, I'm going to be – I'm, I'm going to be pretty uh, – Pretty free. I won't have to 
uh, hold you hostage for for an hour and a half after the game on that day. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess we could just do it right after the game. So yeah. So we'll yeah. do that. We'll have a podcast up previewing Mississippi State versus TBA uh, for a chance to play for the national championship. So should be a lot of fun. Robbie, try to get some sleep, and we'll see you uh, tomorrow for the rumblings. Can't wait. I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.